Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Week 2 podcast. I'm Marty Millard, joined by Mitch McCumber, and our segment is presented by Bob Rose Point After, Bob Rose North End Zone, and Westside Pizza. Thanks to Terry and Bob uh, for their sponsorship of our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, please check them out over the holiday weekend here. They'll have some good pizza specials here over the weekend. And uh, the following week, we get a bunch of college football this weekend, Mitch. And then uh, the NFL gets things rolling uh, a week from Thursday. So um, lots of football to talk about. We've got week one in the books now and uh, some interesting matchups this week. Absolutely. And, and we'll start off with a Thursday game as we do every week. Two uh, City schools normally will always have a Thursday game as the week goes on with the three schools playing at um, Olsen Stadium. Uh, and the, the week this the game this week is Sioux City West versus uh, South Sioux City. And we'll have that game on Metro Sports Television. I'll actually be calling that game. Yep. Um, and as well on Friday, I'll be calling the Dakota Valley Chamberlain game. But nice. uh, we'll, we'll start off with that one. Um, we won't have that in our newsletter because the game will already have happened yeah. um, by that time. But, you know, an interesting matchup here. You know, South Sioux picks two um, and always has it in their, in their schedule, two city schools to start off their um, non-conference. And I believe they'll play a third, if I'm not mistaken, um, here before they get their um, their bracket going in uh, Nebraska play. But you you already gave up a ton of rushing yards last week to a Sioux City North team who has two dominant running backs. And now you go over to a West team where – Quarterback Kavion Hayes in this this West offense has rushed for nearly 300 yards a game mm-hmm. uh, in their first two games, and they gave up uh, nearly South Sioux's defense. They only gave up 400 yards. Um, this game is going to be a bleeded out old school football game. Um, I don't know how many passes are going to be thrown. I think West on the years thrown like 15 passes, maybe. I believe you're right. Um, in, in a South Sioux is more of a, a kind of trying to run it down your throat uh, as well. So. If a pass is thrown, I'm going to have to wipe my eyes and make sure that that wasn't a fumble um, in the game uh, tomorrow. But I think it's just going to be it's going to be a war of attrition, and I think West front is going to lean on South Sioux's front and the speed that they can get outside um, with, with Tepetti and obviously with a QB keeper with Hayes, and they got some receivers too that can go yeah. make plays too. Where if you yep. if you lull some cornerbacks to sleep, this game could definitely get out of hand. But in South Sioux, you just got to build from what, what happened last week and, and just kind of go from there. You know, it's always hard playing uh, a school that's the same size, if not a little bit bigger than you, in the, the state of Iowa versus the state of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, just because football is a little bit different. This, the styles yeah. of plays are different. So, you know, I think they'll be able to, if they were to lose this game, be able to regroup, get into um, their play in this, this state of Nebraska, win three or, or four or five games. Mm-hmm. Um, their schedule is favorable, and they have a really good team. It's just that they they went into a, a two offenses that definitely counteract on what they like to do on the defensive side of the ball, and it's going to show on, on Thursday night. Yeah, I look for uh, for West to have their way on the ground rushing the football, um, and then uh, we got our, my man uh, Lamarian Mother shout out on the outside. Um, you know, there's going to come a time here where they're going to have to throw the ball, so if you can get out to a lead or something, the more reps you can get the better off you're going to be in a tight game later on um, or just establishing a little bit better balance offensively. And uh, if Kavian Hayes can hook up uh, with Mothershed, he's he's a threat. He's so big. He's 6'3", 195, almost 200 pounds. He can make that first DB miss 
and uh, you know it's a house call. So Absolutely. be uh, be interesting to see uh, what the game plan is uh, for West beyond just rushing the ball. Yeah, and you don't have to throw out like your trick play that you're saving for yeah. a critical game down the road, but just just some. I mean, if you're if you're gonna run like if Kavion's gonna run hitches or. Mother said it's going to run uh, – they're going to run hitches all day. Mm-hmm. Then maybe a hitch and go. Or yeah. something to get the defense, you know, yeah. thinking. And that Or that corner is going to have the most boring day that he's had. He's going to mm-hmm. lock up with the receiver, come inside and try to contain the run. Lock with the receiver, come inside, try to contain the run. I mean, if you get him to kind of fall asleep and get into that lackadaisical state, mm-hmm. all of a sudden run a play-action play. And you, you, the safety's already crashing down on the play-action as it is. And you have him one-on-one, if not wide open – yeah, I mean, people's grandma can make that throw, and they yeah. have the athletes on the outside. They don't just have one; they have multiple athletes yeah, on the do. outside that can make that play mm-hmm. and take it to to the house. So, West has some some stuff to work on through the air, but one and one. They yeah. like I said, they, they played last week against the Des Moines Lincoln team, who last year thudded them. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely thudded them. Mm-hmm. This game, bit of a, of a of a decent spread, but they kept kept it closer, scored more points. They're learning as a team to get better, and this team's just going to keep growing as it goes. And I think, you know, Wes is going to have a really great year. Um, and I'm super excited, like I said, to call the game on Thursday night. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll flip over to the game I'm calling Friday night. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, two games one week. Uh, we got Dakota Valley taking on a Chamberlain team who, mm-hmm. you know, they, these teams haven't met for a very long time. Like I went back into their, uh, their record books. Maybe in postseason they've met. But as far as – um, regular season, it's been back since before I graduated in 2012 that these teams have played. Sure. Um, Chamberlain coming off a loss last week against a really powerful Lennox team, 40-8. to eight. And then Dakota Valley grinding out a win down at the Dome against Vermillion, 15-3. to three. I think you're going to see a lot of team that you saw last year at Dakota Valley, a really gritty defensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Ethan Onema at quarterback. They have um, sure handy Randy Rosenquist um, split out yeah. as receiver. It's going to be hard for, for Chamberlain to stop that. And, but I think, you know, DV's focus, and it has been for a long time, is the ground and pound game. Yeah. And if you can establish a run and do kind of how West has been doing it, establish a run and get the play-action pass going and then, you know, open it up, um, I think Dakota Valley is set for success to have to start off their season 2-0. and yeah, I, I would happen to agree with you. And uh, one kid that, that caught my eye, I've been watching some tape recently for Prep Red Zone, is a junior outside linebacker, Trey Peel, um, 6'2", 180. Um, he's a heck of a linebacker for Dakota Valley and uh, made some plays in space uh, last week um, at the, their game at Vermillion. So um, he had a couple tackle for loss um, and then did a real good job controlling the run game there at at outside linebacker. Yeah, and I think that that'll be the key for, for Dakota Valley. They, they forced a ton of turnovers last year. Yeah. And when, you, when you're able to force turnovers, like they played a lot of bend but don't break football, like guys drive between 20 and 20, then turn the ball over, and then gave their offense more possessions to, to make way and do with it. They, they became a little bit run complacent at times. So I like to see them open up the, the field if they can, especially with a, a receiver like Randy Rosenquist that you have. Yeah. Um, to be able to open up the playbook and really stretch a defense out. I mean, yep. you got guys that are all of a sudden on their heels or trying to protect the boundaries instead of uh, clogging the middle and playing shoebox football. Yep. It's a lot different. So, um, but yeah, like super excited to see to see them on uh, for the first time in person on Friday. 
Um, and then obviously going from them to a team that I just saw last Friday. Watched a lot of football, Marty. I know you have yeah. as well. Yep. Um, and that's the West Sioux Falcons. Man, I, I am yeah. on cloud nine with these Falcons. I love the style of play. I love their senior class. I love their yeah. junior class, sophomore class. You're going to hear about them for, for years to come. But they dominated last week. And mm-hmm. they, they, they played a really good Hartley Melvin Sanborn team. Um, very versatile quarterback who could throw the ball very well, um, but ha- had amazing speed on the outside when he bro- he broke through for like a 55, 60 yarder. Mm-hmm. Um, got to the outside, cut across the field, and no one touched him. Yeah. So they had athletes on the field. Hartley's going to do great in Class A. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of teams that touch West Sioux this year with yeah. how clean and polished they looked. Brady Larnot, five tutties. Yeah. Just, I mean, Dylan Wiggins threw the ball 14 times, 12 of 14, 86% completion, had 204 yards to the air and four touchdowns. Yeah. QBR of uh, – our quarterback rating of 208. Normal <laughs> in a high school games right around the 120 is yeah. pretty pretty Seems good. Seems to be pretty 208 is yeah. exceptional. Outstanding, yeah. Um, and yeah. then they, they run the ball extremely well. I mean, only 90 rushing yards, but even through three guys getting enough yards as it goes, it just seems they always get themselves, if they don't hurt themselves with penalties, which happened a little bit against Harley, Melvin, Sanborn, but they don't hurt themselves with penalties. They just they slowly chunk about seven yards of yeah. play. And, and then, you know, every other play is a first down for them. And they move down the field so fast that it, for a defense, especially early in the season when it's hotter out, yeah. I think Friday kickoff is supposed to be around the mid-90s. Yeah. I mean, you're playing even if on a turf or a grass field, those guys are cramping up. They're tired. You're getting yeah. guys, the second uh, string guys that are going to have to come in and play for them. And mm-hmm. that's really when they pounce on you. Um, but, you know, what I've seen from sure tackling on defense, sure firing on offense, yeah. uh, not enough good superlatives to say for, for West Sioux. Yeah, agree. Um, the line not name, they just have good football DNA. Um, you know, unbelievable. <laughs> brother, you got a younger brother coming up too, I believe. Um, so yeah, always been impressed with them. Carter Boltman's a heck of a running back. So, uh, they barely even emptied the toy chest last Friday. So, I mean, uh, they still have a lot that they can throw at people and, you know, they'll take their time doing it, but, um, yeah, they're, they're certainly an impressive team, and they're going to be fun to follow here in Northwest Iowa. Yeah, and t- key notes that last time they played, these teams played last year, um, West Sioux did win 42-27, to closer game. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, Sioux Center is a, a step up in class, so they mm-hmm. are they got some bigger boys on the offensive line and the defensive line, and you're, you're going to have some more, I would say, bigger athletes on the field, but it's so hard to compare how big an athlete is to how f- – physically demanding and, and you know, speed-driven an athlete is. And I feel like West Sioux has a track team, but also has a team that's, you know, coached extremely well. Um, Coach Suisau knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're crisp on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw kicks in, in, in 1A or an A and maybe even into 2A. You don't see a lot of it. I saw four or five touchbacks at least. Wow. in the game so you have a strong leg at kicker mm-hmm. and when you're able to to play the field position game already yeah. and having a strong offense it's yeah. it's recipe for disaster if you're any defense coming up against yeah them. that's a good point i mean it's when you get right down to it when you're talking high school football maybe even college a little bit to execute an eight to ten play drive without a penalty without a turnover without a tackle for loss and score it's, you know, that's, that's a challenge, it's you know. It's detrimental, especially it, if you're yeah, on the other side of the ball. Yeah, exactly. And uh, all that matters, those, those hidden yards on those kickoffs that you get, 
um, that comes into play throughout four quarters of play. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll move on now to to Sergeant Bluff. Sergeant mm-hmm. Bluff uh, played their first away game. Now played two home games, um, mm-hmm. and really go through a whew, a gauntlet of a schedule yeah. um, early to start. And without having your starter quarterback, we we know that now uh, Tyler Smith won't play for the first four games. Um, first four games for Sergeant Bluff are not easy. Lamar's who um, had their number 117 to 14 um, last week. Central line team that just absolutely ran through Boyden Hall Rock Boyden Valley, Hall, who was yeah. a runner-up in state last year. Then the champions at state who are coming off of a week one loss against Lewis Central and Harlan. And then you play your crosstown rival in Sioux City East. I don't know if you could put together two, four games in a row that you need to have all your starters in. Yeah. They don't. They understand that. Mm-hmm. Time to wipe the slate clean. They understand what they have going with them. Yeah. What I need to see out of Sergeant Muff to make this game even close. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 a Sergeant Muff homer. I'm I'm yep. being honest. To yep. make this game even close, your center to quarterback exchange has to be better. Yeah. Has to. Mm-hmm. Miss snap, fumbled snaps, the the fumbled snap that led to Lamar's final score to mm-hmm. to lose the game for you. If, if you have – I don't know if you have to go under center. Um, if if what goes on, that has to get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the offense is tailored to Smith at quarterback. You either have to get your – either get Kerr or Hoffman comfortable in running that offense, or you're going to have to get some plays for a pocket passer quarterback. Yeah. Um, because it's just not working. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from Lamar's. But the three teams you see next these next three weeks are not going to let off the gas pedal. Yeah, they are going to pound a game down your throat, mm-hmm. and it could get very ugly, very yeah. very ugly. Yep. And Sergeant Buff needs to be careful of that they got good athletes on the field. They can make a game competitive just as much as anyone else can. Mm-hmm. Fundamental football has to be played these next three games until you yeah. get Tyler Smith back because yeah. it's it's honestly going to be the difference from them looking at possible two and two or 1-3 uh, and three or 0-4, oh and, mm-hmm. and then having to dig your way out of that hole in conference play and to be 5-4, and four, yes, you can still win your district. Yeah. Understandable. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather be 6-3 and three, yeah. right. oh, rather than 5-4 than and four, knowing, hey, we got waxed those first four games. Yeah. But we've mm-hmm. got to figure it out now. Obviously, no better way to figure it out towards the end when you're playing uh, postseason football. I get that. But it's just not something we're accustomed to seeing down in Sergeant Bluff. And I think, you know, the kids realize that. We have the kids on the podcast. Uh, we had yeah. Scotty Kroll and uh, Tyler Luchin on the, on the podcast. You could see um, it hurt them to lose the game. But as senior leaders, they, they wanted very, to prove very to mature that. mature response. Yes, they wanted yeah. to prove that that wasn't Sergeant Bluff football that yeah. they played. So, yeah. to me, come out and really you got to punch Central Line in the mouth. I mean, they, yeah. they went out and proved that they punched – Boyden Hall in the mouth, and Boyden Hall didn't respond. It was a first-round knockout. Yeah. So if you yeah. can keep this this game into a seven-round fight or a four-quarter game, yeah. Um, you know, I like their chances a lot. Yeah. But just the from what I've seen in the progression that you can make in seven days, I don't know if it's enough time. Yeah. And you know, look, just being real here, you simply cannot turn the ball over to Central Line because uh, Lutmer at quarterback is an excellent athlete and. Uh, He'll capitalize on any mistakes that he sees. So, um, yeah, uh, the grenade will be lit at 7 p.m. Friday night. And, you know, the best thing that Sergeant Bluff could do is receive, take that opening kick, and and drive the ball. Use some clock, 
and uh, and reach the end zone or get points or get a three and out defensively if you're kicking off. So uh, looking forward to the outcome of that game. Yeah, um, and we talk about outcomes in the years prior. Last year, Sergeant Bluff had a 21-point lead going into half. Mm-hmm. Central Line comes all the way back, ties it up, and then Sergeant Bluff takes the lead um, to win it 28-21. So, you know, Central Line had this game marked on their calendar for a revenge game no matter what. Right. And then you, 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 you're going out and you're hunting, you're a lion, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Yeah. You're lying out hunting, yeah. and, and there's, there's a wounded mm-hmm. prey out there. I'm going to pounce on that yeah. automatically. Yeah. So – I, I think the game could get out of hand, but again, you say you play the favorites and you play field position and you play the clock. Yeah. This, they Sergeant Muff could ugly this game up, bleed yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah. Smith will find a way to win if he's if he has a chance. Yeah. Um, and, and coaching these guys up, they'll find a way to win the game mm-hmm. if they're in it towards towards and, the fourth quarter. You'll see a lot of improvement from week week one. Oh, to absolutely, week two. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I know that coaching staff's a good staff. I know film room must have been an absolute yeah. chore for yeah. for a lot of those players, and yeah. I'm. I'm sure they they sharpened up some things in practice and they'll be ready to go. Yep. You know, we're going to see improvement. It's just like I said, the these first four games are against really really quality competition. So, mm-hmm. um you you'd like to be well oiled before that. Yeah. Um but that's just the way football is. And that's just yeah. the way the schedule is for Sergeant Buff this year. So, Yep. Exactly. Um and then uh, we move on to uh Elk Point Jefferson who uh they're uh, they've won two games by a total of 101 to nothing. So um, they are they're a good team, Mitch. I went and caught a practice of theirs and uh, good coaching staff. Um, but they do have a lot of talented players here. Absolutely, and and you're playing a team that last year beat you 34-28. They yep. graduated a ton of seniors. Yeah, they did. Um, and now they're playing. They've got two games under their belt as well. Not as wide of a, a margin. They've scored 69 points, given up 26. So they're susceptible to giving up points on the defensive side. Um, I think this game is one to where if you're um, Elk Point, you're going to see a bit of resistance, obviously more resistance than they've had. But rely on your heavy and big offensive line. Yeah. Run the ball. Yep. Control tempo. Mm-hmm. Air the ball out when you have to. And and I would mm-hmm. give, I'd give the edge to Elk Point here. I think you, you turn – around what happened last year and kind of give the Sioux Valley a taste of their own medicine. Um, you're now leaded with seniors um, as they were last year. And I think a lot of times in, in when you're more evenly matched, the more experienced team will win. And, and this year, the more experienced team is Elk Point Jefferson. So if I yeah. were to be, you know, wagering anything on this, I would give yep. Elk Point the, the advantage. Yeah. Uh, coach Jake Terry uh, is the head coach for Elk Point Jefferson. And uh, he's got some players. Uh, quarterback Noah McDermott, um, he was an all-conference quarterback last fall. And uh, got a couple really good running backs in Ben Swatek, uh, senior, and uh, classmate uh, Lucas Heischer. Um, they both uh, combined for almost 1,600 yards last fall on the ground. So um, right now they have that, that running game clicking. And uh, like you, I anticipate that to continue. And uh, – you know the defense has given up squat in, right. in eight quarters of football. So not that there's going to be running clock on Friday. I think I definitely think Sioux Valley's going to be able to score, um, and it'll be the 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 most points. Obviously, Elk Point's given up this year, and it'll be the closest game they played this year. Yeah. But it's good to have 
two games where you kind of get football under your belt again. Then you get your first test, and we kind of see where this uh, progression for Elk Point could be because they they win this game, and all of a sudden the the game's in line <laughs> to where um, you know they have a chance. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the the unblemishable undefeated, yeah. Um, but they have a chance to to right some wrongs from last year mm-hmm. and be in a really good spot come playoff time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now we'll move over to the team that beat Sergeant Bluff uh, to to open their year and Lamar's. And Bishop Heelan, mm-hmm. um, Heelan will host that game. Last mm-hmm. time they played, uh, Lamar's won 22-8. to uh, It was in Heelan's last year. They didn't win a game, uh, and we, we all we wanted to see was improvement. Now, the thing is, is the game against Sergeant Bluff is a bit deceiving to me. Um, the 88 yards passing, um, 50% completion, and 85 yards rushing. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not doing anything exceptionally well, but you're not doing anything exceptionally bad. Mm-hmm. You're playing, and I don't want to say because it, it sounds like a knock, but you're not playing mediocre football, but you're playing winnable football. Mm-hmm. And when you go over to, to the heel side, they played against a, a team with East that really jumped out. I believe I, I one point twenty-one to seven, um, and really are, uh, they were up uh, twenty-one nothing. Yeah. Um, and then they, they finally scored their last three points um, as the, the clock expired. But, mm-hmm. you know, even with that, Quinn Olsen can throw the football. And, yeah. And he had – I was his, impressed with him. The, the pick six he had was probably a throw he definitely wants back. Aaron yeah. throw, guy cuts up underneath coverage and mm-hmm. just a bad ball, bad situation where the corner was in the right spot at the right time and it ended up being for six. But yeah. other than that, I mean, 18 to 25, 72% completion, 162 yards. So mm-hmm. both Lamar's rushing and passing together was what Quinn Olson threw for against East, yeah. who is a better defensive team mm-hmm. uh, than, than uh, Sergeant Bluff was that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the only thing that worries me for Bishop Heelan is the run game. Yeah, uh, we know they can throw it, but 16 rushing yards. I granted it was against probably the best front in this this side of the state, mm-hmm. but you need more than 16 yards to win a football game. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's where I'll. I think you'll see. I took in a healing practice last week, and uh, there's more. That's the one practice I attended where there's been so much coaching, so much teaching. Um, they're really trying to coach these kids up. And you could tell that it was maybe a little bit too soon for their offensive line. And I, I do expect um, you got Isaiah Favors in the backfield, uh, Sir Brandon Watts, and then uh, in the slot out there you have Miles Wegger. You can see there's potential there. And I look for uh, uh, Heelan, uh to win this game Friday night. I really do. I think that uh, – you know, they got through that East game. East already had a game under their belt. And to take nothing from Lamar's, they, they earned that win last week. Um, they're 1-0 on the season. I just think that it's going to be a close, tight ball game. And if Heelan can eliminate the penalties and turnovers and just play on an even field with them, I think they got a good shot at home. Absolutely. Getting rid of mental mistakes is huge in football, as we know, at any level. Because, um, I mean, you already start – you, with, with a penalty instead of first and 10, first and 15, well, it's hard enough to get 10 yards mm-hmm. uh, for, for a first mm-hmm. down in, in three plays. Pre-snap penalties It's just you. unbelievable. Yeah, first and 15 is a death wish. And, and you see it with, you know, the more disciplined teams get less yeah. penalties. And normally yeah. when you win the, the 
penalties and the turnover battle, mm-hmm. which more disciplined teams will, will do that, yeah. they win the game. Yeah. And, and I think that's what LaFleur has put into their practice. And, you know, he, he even – we were on, had him on the podcast a couple months ago. He's like, this is not going to be easy. This is not a one-day fix. Right. It's not a quick turnaround, flip the light switch, yeah. we're going to be undefeated. Mm-hmm. you got to redevelop the culture. you got to get kids bought in. And, you know, the litmus test – is against East, and it is every year. East was ready to play football, yeah. and it was evident. Yeah. Keelan wasn't quite ready to play football yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. You you take a hit in the mouth like that, and it's how you respond. I think, you know, Lamar's – I would be like, really? Mm-hmm. We got to respond against a team that, you know, we beat last year, but we're trying to right some wrongs of our own. We finally – we beat Sergeant Bell for the first time in six years – and now we got to play a team in Helan that we were pretty closely matched against with, and now they're going to come in and pissed off. Well, why us? You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I, I I kind of agree with you. I think you know this game's going to be extremely close. Mm-hmm. You come down to uh, a field goal, and you know I think Helan had a little bit of success yeah. with that towards the yeah. end of the game. Yeah. And it, it all it all matters. I know people after the game were like, "Oh, they they kicked a field goal with no time left, just to, to hide the goose egg." When you're coaching a new team, yeah. You're developing everything has yeah, to work. Everything matters. Every yeah. every because mm-hmm. there's situations you don't get in practice when you're going up right. against a different defensive mm-hmm. line trying to kick. You want to put confidence. To up. Yeah. yeah, you want to put confidence in your special teams. You mm-hmm. want to put confidence in your offense that they can go down the field and score on a drive, yeah. whether yeah. it's three points or six points. It doesn't matter. And, and their kicker, Junior uh, George Sabanos, is an excellent kicker. I mean, he's to me, um, he's a prospect. Um, at the college level as a kicker, you know. I know he plays receiver, and I believe he plays a little bit of corner too as well. Um, the coaches really like the kid, but, I mean, they have confidence in him. Say it's a tie game. Um, you know, they ask him where he wants the ball and which hash or, you know, where he's comfortable kicking it and kicking it from. They'll determine that in pregame, and it could very easily boil down to a kick by him. I could Absolutely. see that happening. And and we'll, we'll see. Like I said, last game was – 22 to 8, I think it's a lot closer than this one. And yeah. uh, like I said, you you feel healing to win. I'm not going to give my prediction until mm-hmm. till the, the newsletter comes yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I, I jumped the shark there a little hey, bit. Hey, well, you didn't say but by I how didn't much. didn't say the score. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't say right. by how much. You have to check the newsletter to see if Marty thinks it's going to be a runaway train or not. But yeah. speaking of a runaway train, last year East absolutely ran away with the game uh, of the week that we're going to talk about and, and, and cap off this podcast with. That's East versus North. Now, if you look at the two rosters, talented rosters, talented guys left mm-hmm. from both teams mm-hmm. from last year uh, to this year, I think this game is more evenly matched than a lot of the people in the town are talking about. Yeah, yeah, I would happen to agree. I think that uh, North um, found a little juice to add to the backfield and uh, kind of gives them a little bit different dimension offensively. And uh, North has some pretty good tight ends that they could – uh, make use of uh, this Friday night. Uh, obviously, we're, we're alluding to um, junior running back DeMarico Young, who transferred over from South Sioux. Uh, 14 carries for 196 yards against those South Sioux City Cardinals last Thursday. And granted, this is a different animal, this this east front. I mean, we get that. Very different. So, yeah, and they're, and they're very good. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to get a little bit out of the passing game. And I thought Carson Strobin acquitted himself pretty well that first game. And Dayton Harrell is a playmaker on the outside, too. So, And I know he plays a little running back, too. 
he chipped in with 90 yards on the ground last week. So um, I do think that, uh, you know, North um, is going to, you know, show better than they did last year. And uh, it's just a matter of mindset and creating opportunities within the game. So if North can, can grab a turnover or two um, and be in it, you know, midway through the second quarter, uh, it could be a four-quarter game. Yeah, and so Glenn, we'll, we'll go back to the to the game that's not really going to count for stats anymore. But the Glenwood game, mm-hmm. East Lake Glenwood score. East Lake Glenwood yeah. go up and down the field. Mm-hmm. We saw their secondary get uh, attacked a couple times on some different plays, whether it be to the outside of the boundary or to slants. So you can throw on this East defense. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to run on this East defense. Their yeah. their front line and their out the outside backers. Um, are very good, and then their yeah. corners keep contained very well. But you can throw on this team, and that's just mm-hmm. something we haven't seen a lot from for North. But we, we've seen, and you've been to practice, Carson can throw the ball. And he can throw yeah. the ball well. You can put it into yep. to spots. Can your receivers make plays when you need to? And then can you make East respect your pass game to where they let yeah. off of the run yeah. game and then start gashing them for yards? Yeah. Now, I'll flip to the other side. The matchup I want to see, who's going to lock down Kellum Jacobson? Yeah. Is yeah. it Dayton Harrell? Does Dayton yeah. play basically a, a, a rover and play on Kellen Jacobson all night? Do they sag a safety over? Yeah. How do they cover that? Because mm-hmm. it was Luke Longball's favorite target last year. Yeah. It's Corrucci's favorite target now. He didn't have a touchdown in the game against Heelan, but he still had um, six catches for 54 yards. He's averaging right around 12 to 13 yards yeah. a catch. Every time the man touches the ball, it's a first down. And, that, and, and he's a mismatch nightmare. He's, he's taller, probably om, six not foot quite. Two, yeah, yeah, he's probably pounds, six, yeah. seven inches taller yeah. than any corner of the yeah. on North's roster. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. And, yeah. and Cole's going to – and he knows that. Cole's going to put up some jump balls and be like, all yeah. right, I know my receiver can go get it. Yeah. Let's see if your corner can make a play. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be huge because if you can just – put a corner on him and lock him down mm-hmm. and then let the rest of the defense wor- have mm-hmm. 10 worry about 10, 10 guys worry about 10 guys. Yeah. I like their, their, their chances. It's going to be hard to stop the dual threat uh, of Wavernick and Shasha with how physical they are on yeah. both sides, yeah. but keep them on defense for a little bit longer, get them tired. Mm-hmm. You have a shot. Yeah. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, one to two touchdowns difference between a team um, and and we'll, we'll see how the dice play out. But uh, I think this game is going to be – I mean, for us, it's the game of the week. I think it's going to be the closest yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And North's going to give East a way better shot than they did last year. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Um, I happen to agree with you. And uh, I will say that uh, uh, North defensively, uh, they have a new defensive coordinator, um, great experience coordinator, um, was the defensive coordinator at Southern Utah. And uh, – he knows how to design a defense. So that cat and mouse game between him and offensive coordinator Bob Goodwin will be an interesting matchup Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of ch- a chess game being played. And, you know, I, th- I think that th- this game historically has, has been good. North's had some really good teams in the past. East, obviously, we know with, with what they've had. Um and, and, you know, I think East needs a bit of a challenge. I mean, yeah. not that Glenwood wasn't a challenge, but mm-hmm. they, they kind of ran over heel, and I think they – and a lot of the aspects, I think they can run over North how they did last year. Yeah. And, you know, they, they don't have a, a tough game 
on their schedule till they go and play the Des Moines schools. I yeah. need to see them get challenged a little bit before I can really put a litmus test to what they are. Yeah. You know, because yeah. until they go play a Des Moines Roosevelt or, uh, you know, an Ankeny Centennial or Johnston or any team, yeah. even not the greatest teams, but a mm-hmm. team from Des Moines that gives you mm-hmm. a different shot of something we haven't seen before. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just the best team in Sioux City right now. That's all yeah. that I can put on them. Yeah, they are, and they haven't trailed yet. I mean, they no. haven't they haven't been in a situation where, okay, we're down seven to nothing or ten to seven or whatnot. So they've dictated tempo on both sides of the line of scrimmage. So um, I'm anxious for Friday night, Mitch. Absolutely, I am too. Yep. But all games, not just the, yeah, obviously exactly. not just yeah. the East one, yeah. but all the games. And then obviously, you make sure you check out that uh, the West South Sioux game as well. I think uh, you know South Sioux will give it their their best shot, but I think you're going to see a lot of. West players running rampant on the field, and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll check out some good games. And you know we got college coming on uh, as the the weekend goes. So yeah, finally get football almost every single day of the week, and I can't be I couldn't be more excited for it. Yeah, likewise, I, I feel the same way. And just one more quick plug on the newsletter: um, uh, please go to uh, SiouxlandSportsInsider.com. On the top of the front page is a newsletter tab. Click on that. I have six full previews um, coming up for this weekend's action, and then we'll have uh, predictions on all the other games here throughout the area. Other good information, too. I'm going to do some uh, recruiting updates on some local kids here, and uh, we'll have some other features inside the newsletter as well. So uh, for $9.99, you get a lot of information, and that will get you a newsletter uh, every week of the season. So uh, check that out, and I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll talk at you next week.